You are listening to Decoding Influence, where we explore the forces that shape our interconnected digital world. Here, we discuss industry trends, insights, and tactics utilized by the entrepreneurs and marketers disrupting the world and helping change it for the better. This is Eric Dahat. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another great episode of Decoding Influence. I have a special guest here from our team at Open Influence, Deanna Baston, and today we're going to be talking about live shopping. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here, especially about this topic. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think what's interesting with when we're talking about live shopping and, you know, one of the big topics that I uh, have been talking about quite a bit recently is social commerce, but looking at live shopping, um, you know, the concept has been around really forever, right? We, we've had QVC and home shopping network. If we look uh, in China right now, you know, live shopping has been taking off with Taobao Live really taking on the lion's share of, uh, of the industry when it comes to it. And I feel like in general, China has done a really good job of sort of foreshadowing uh, what we're going to have in the U.S. and in Europe uh, from a social feature and functionality standpoint. Uh, I know you're a big user of Pop Shop. You were mentioning earlier before the call. Uh, would love to just get your take on this trend and, and understand uh, why you think this is happening now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as marketers, it's kind of our goal to not only stay ahead of social trends on the current platform, but kind of keep an eye on the future. And yeah, since 2016, Taobao Live's really been dominating like the Asian marketplace. And I know Singles Day is a big event in China and they've blown the water. Like every year, 150% more people are using those apps in Asia. And I think within one of their single day holidays, they sold like $7 billion of product. So I started seeing those articles come out and I was like, this is super interesting. And Pop Shop Live started really last summer mimicking that. And traditionally, when we looked at social media with Instagram and kind of how they use social commerce, it's really been about creating a less frictionless experience, right? Like I just want to get from the post to checkout. But what's really interesting about Pop Shop Live and when they've done a great job of is this concept of community commerce. So when I'm using the app and I'm shopping, I'm directly talking to the store owner. I'm chatting with people. Japan LA is a great example here in LA of a business that during the pandemic, they took Pop Shop Live and they doubled their growth from both e-commerce and online prior to the pandemic. I think in one of the big events they had, they had 1,500 checkouts and like $17,000 in sales for a small store. It's, that's massive. And they, it's kind of funny because like their group now of those shoppers are known as like the Kauai Guardians. And they show up every week to shop this store and to talk to the owner and to look at the different deals. So it's really, really Yes, it's frictionless, but it's creating community and conversation that we really haven't seen in online shopping before. And I think with all that, something you've touched on that's really key, like, you know, kind of around the why now, right? There's a big, big social element to this. This isn't as simple as, uh, you know, you're watching something, you're going and buying it. Okay, great. You mentioned that sense of community and the importance of that sense of community. And so I, I guess in your mind, does this feel like a natural evolution for social commerce or at least a natural sort of, uh, you know, category? Do you, do you think it applies to, to every sort of brand? 
That's a really good question. I think what you just kind of hit on is that the point of community, I guess it's going back to the roots of what social is all about, right? Like when social media started many years ago, it was about community and connection. And I think that's what this live shopping, these live shopping apps are doing is reminding us of the importance of community and connection. And that's what we get kind of when we, when we shop small, right? When we shop like mom and pop in our local towns, we do so because we love the community, want to support the community and we're aligned in similar interests. You know, going back to Japan, LA, they have the Kauai Guardians now, which are their shoppers because they're all shopping for the same thing and they all love the same thing. And that store brings that experience to them online. So, yeah, I think that's really going to bring back the importance of community, which looking at YouTube, I know a lot of apps are testing live shopping. YouTube's kind of a great experience for that as well, because it's really long form content, which kind of mimics these these shopping apps with these long shopping experiences. And uh, I, you know, I, I guess if, if you could make any predictions and making predictions is always risky in the world <laughs> of social, especially, um, but I guess make any predictions with, with YouTube, what, what would you say, you know, what do you say your take would be on this pilot test? I think it is out of all the platforms that are testing, I think YouTube makes it, it a lot of sense. And it's really like genius because when you look at Pop Shop Live and, and all these live shopping experiences, even in Taobao Live, they're not a one and done. They're you're on these streams for sometimes for hours, you know, talking with people, shopping different items, going from live stream to live stream. You can hop and look at different stores all in like an afternoon. And YouTube is the same way, right? It's long form platform content. It's a lot of opportunity for product discovery, finding new content. And those elements are the same elements in live shopping. So I think YouTube is incredibly smart in going down that road. Um, and also looking at, you know, they have a leg up on TikTok and other platforms because YouTube is also with a mobile app, but it's a TV streaming app, right? And when you talk about QVC and you think of those experiences that was based on the TV and I find myself constantly queuing up YouTube on my smart TV to watch content. So if you, I think of live streaming, you know, I can picture people cooking dinner while the YouTube live streaming network is playing and they're shopping for items with their friends and family. So I, I do think it's a very smart move considering how long form content discovery is a big part of YouTube. And that's a big part of live shopping apps. Yep. And we know that, um, you know, TikTok has live features. So does Instagram. You know, how, how do you see some of these other platforms getting involved with live shopping? Yeah, I think, I mean, TikTok made me buy it. We all <laughs> know that's a huge, I know you, yep. Maggie, really dived into TikTok on the last podcast. Yep. It's incredible product discovery there. So they're definitely going to gonna really hone in on it. I'm curious to kind of see, and I love your take as well. I, I think when I'm, what the apps do really well, that like the social apps are still trying to figure out is making it frictionless. Like when I'm in the Pop Shop Live app, I can literally tap on the show tap on my items, go tap one more button and look at my shipping right within the app. I can see what I bought, when it's shipping now, I can click on the shipping link and I'll bring it to USPS's website. Like it's all, the UX is so friendly and it's so built in with the app that that's gonna be a really interesting thing to see how TikTok and these other apps evolve to really be seamless. And I guess essentially it's gonna be like an arms race of who can make the process mimic these social shopping apps first and, and better. Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, from a high level, what we're seeing is a convergence across uh, social uh, premium content being like OTT and in streaming and um, and commerce, right? And so uh, we're seeing these things come together. We're seeing the customer journey now um, really morph and evolve where it's not really linear. It kind of hops across all these sort of different platforms. It, you know, it, it sometimes takes steps back and forward and back again. But, but I think what we're going to see is each platform having its own customer journey 
uh, from start to finish, right? We're seeing it now with um, Instagram and, and Facebook shops where people can go from discovery down to purchase. Uh, we're seeing it on Amazon uh, where, where Amazon has their whole influencer program. And speaking about live, um, Amazon has Amazon Live, right? Where, they're, where they have people essentially just streaming all day um, and promoting different products and you, you're able to go and click on that link and make that purchase within Amazon. So, so I think when I, when I think about the why now and what's happening, I mean, you have the social on one side, you have that uh, social functionality permeating through commerce and it has that sort of entertainment aspect to, to where it's not just, hey, here's a product, go check it out, but there's really an educational flow with it and sort of that ability for a little bit more interactivity. So you know, I, I, I think it's very, very interesting. And I think when it comes to um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, we're, we're definitely going to see them make some big bets in this space, especially as they focus on getting more of their merchants onboarded onto their platform and they get more customers comfortable uh, putting in their credit card details so they can make transactions within the platform. Uh, or within the platforms, I should say. And 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 likewise with Amazon, like I mentioned, we're seeing them come at it from a completely other way, right? We're, we're seeing them saying, okay, well, we're sitting on a, you know this plethora of products from, from, a, from all these different merchants. And how do we now add the social functionality um, you know, and, and, and start building real thought leaders within the platform? And so um, you know, when, when thinking through this as crazy and novel as live shopping seems, I mean, it's really just a 2.0 version of QVC, which I think for our generation never really felt as relevant. You know, obviously it was a very big business, um, you know, and, and a great offering, but, you know, it, it just never really, you know, growing up on, on, you know, with computers and the internet, having shopping done through a television just seemed a little you know a little antiquated and so this just feels like such a natural evolution almost you know a bit late to the game but for millennials and gen zers to to be able to experience that same sort of feeling people get um you know and it's almost like a passive shopping experience too right you don't have to go out and look for something you don't have to you know, dive in and do your research, you can really just sit back and someone will explain something to you. Absolutely. And I think the interesting thing with QVC is that it's a, that was always like a one-to-one -one experience. Like you were sitting in your couch looking at the person who's explaining the item. And now with these live shopping, you have that element, but then you also have everyone else shopping with you and commenting, right? And so I've seen events where there'll be a bunch of customers commenting in the chat, you know, during a live stream, like, Hey, are you going to get this item in stock? Or I really like to see this item. And the owner's right there listening live and like, Oh yeah, we'll get that item in next, next time. And so you have this added element of community. And to your point, it really aligns well with Gen Z and millennials because they're super entrepreneurial in spirit. I mean, you look at all of the entrepreneur TikToks and everyone's who, especially during the pandemic, who made their own stores and their own businesses. These social shopping apps are really going to, and the live stream apps really are helping them elevate. There's um, a shop on Pop Shop Live where it was this, it's this young woman who was selling um, Japanese treats and snacks and various Asian snacks because she wanted to help her family get through the pandemic. And now it's a fully booming business and she's using it to get her through nursing school. So you're seeing a lot of really savvy tech users of these Gen Z millennials really learning how to utilize these apps quickly and make profit off of them, which is incredible. But also we want to support, I think it's in our nature to want to support the small guy, to support small brands, support the values they believe in. And that's what these apps also allow. You can really support these small businesses and help them help them thrive. 
Yeah, and I think you touch on something really interesting, right? Like social is all about building connections with people. I think during the pandemic, we saw like that need that people had to build relationships and build connections, right? And, and feel that sense of um, being part of a community, feeling that sort of empathetic connection. And you're right, when you're when you're doing this, you're you're forced to feel that because you're interacting with a person that's talking about a product or promoting it, which is very different than just going to a website, seeing a skew of you know of a product on a white background and just reading about it. This is a much more personal way of experiencing it. And if brands do a great job, they build their own persona, sim similar to the you know sort of example you mentioned with the Japan LA store, right where people felt that sense of connection with that local business, um, you know, and, and so I, I think it's very interesting. I guess, you know, any sort of takes on where this is going next um, and what you see from uh, brands and influencers alike? Yeah, I really see it. Pop Shop just got another round of valuation, like they're growing rapidly. But now with we're going, you know, I don't want to say post pandemic because we're still facing problems in the pandemic, but we're starting to see a hybrid, right? Like we're not always shopping online. Now we're starting to go to more events. So I, and pop shop and in Japan, LA, they're starting to build a studio for pop shop. So I assume they haven't opened up in store yet, but when they do, they're going to start dividing their assets between what's in person shopping and what's pop shop live and what's their store for that. So it's been really interesting to kind of see it evolve. And as more influencers get involved, I think they're going to be, what I haven't seen a ton yet, which I think will be interesting, is influencers being at the front of these streams. Like a lot of times so far right now with Pop Shop Live, it's usually the store owner, the store employees. Sometimes they bring in an artist or a special guest. But I'm really excited to see as kind of platforms like TikTok and YouTube take the reins, how influencers will become more involved. And like you said, Amazon's doing a really good job of that already. But how will they host these streams? How will they bring in a new audience? And maybe how will they build their own brands on this platform as well, but also help elevate brands to, to kind of reach this new era of e-commerce? Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting to see what happens. And I, and I, I do think this space is going to continue to heat up and really transform how shopping is done. And I think it's definitely going to play a big role in the overall social commerce ecosystem. So uh, Deanna, thanks for, for joining today and, and sharing your insights and thoughts. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun.